Hello humans, welcome to the first ever episode of Games, Games, and More Games, GGMG if you call it. I am your host, Basin, or otherwise known as Josh. Um, yeah, so I'm. this is the beginning of a new podcast that I'm trying out. Um, so this is the pilot episode, I guess. I don't know what I'm actually going to name this. But I think today um, we're going to be going over my personal top five games of my lifespan. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit more about myself so we can organically get this going. So as I said, my name is Josh. I am a music teacher at an elementary school. Um, and I've been playing games for, I don't know, about 17 years of my life. Uh, I started all the way back with GameCube and then, uh, eventually worked my way up to an Xbox 360 where I met some of my favorite games of all time. Um, I played with friends, PlayStation 2, N64, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I was, I was never really a, um... And then 64 kid growing up, uh, even though that was during my time, it just, I never like put, got hands on with it per se, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but I, I've played multiple Nintendo 64 games. I've played GameCube, as I said, Xbox 360. Uh, then from there, after Xbox 360, Xbox One came out and I started playing games on my Xbox One and a lot of great games came with that. And then I eventually actually did end up getting a PS4 playing some amazing games on that one um and i eventually did end up getting a pc in fact and uh that's what i'm using to record this right now um so i've really really been around i guess you could say the uh the world of creating and uh playing games for a while um also as a musician as someone who's in the music field i think that music in games is really played a big part in making me who I am today and part of the reason why I got into music in the first place because there was nothing like opening up my first ever game that I played which actually was Super Mario Sunshine back on, on the GameCube actually that's a lie it was uh it was actually on my Game Boy Advance that was actually the first console I had and I loaded up Pokemon Ruby that was like the big first actual game that I ever played uh, and it's still one of my favorites today. It may or may not be on my top five list, uh, but it's it's really worth mentioning that that game really was the one that got me into gaming. My parents weren't necessarily the biggest advocates for gaming, but of course, as soon as they saw it like something like that, they were like, oh, he seems to like this, so every big holiday or his birthday, we'll run out and get him games and he'll enjoy it. Uh, there's actually a story um, about one of the one of the games on the Game Boy. Uh, called the Fairly Odd Parents. It was the Crimson Shin uh, version. I was like really, really wanting that. And me being a stupid, I don't know, maybe I was like nine at the time, maybe a little bit younger. I think it must have been a little bit younger. Um, I was having uh, medical issues. And it was it was one of the things that uh, my parents were like, all right, you got to get through this. You got to make sure you do this. And we'll, we'll end up getting you uh, the new Fairy Odd Parents Crimson Shin game. And let me tell you, that was the biggest motivation for me during that time of my life. Uh, and let me tell you, that was, uh, that was a disappointing game, uh, <laughs> from the looks of it. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know exactly know what it got on anything, but I, I remember just just wanting that game in particular, and I eventually did end up getting it, uh, and that was that. So uh, let's uh, let's actually start hopping into things here um, with some honorable mentions before we even get into the top five list. I have a, a decent list of honorable mentions of my favorite games of all time. Uh, so starting off first is Pokemon Ruby. Uh, I know I mentioned it earlier and just about how like that was the first game I ever played. Uh, but that I can't tell you how much that game really influenced uh, my love for video games and how much I loved all the Pokemon games coming after that. It was um, it was it was really really fun. I remember playing the game for the first time like on my own Game Boy. Uh, Game Boy Advanced, and I booted up the game, and it it came up with um, Professor Birch, and he was like, "Oh, here's the word of Pokemon. Look at the word of Pokemon." And I'm like, "Oh man, this is so so cool!" And uh, just getting to getting to meet all my Pokemon: Mudkip, Torchic, Trico, all those great Pokemon. It's just like something that really brought my uh brought my love for gaming out of course i chose trico uh grass type pokemon are the best type of pokemon for your starters um that and water i i'm usually not a huge fan of fire types um because uh i played that game twice before any other games came out or before i realized that soul silver and or not soul silver uh silver and gold and crystal were a thing and uh, yellow and all those great games. I that was before I realized that they were things. Um, I of course started with Trico the first time. I'm trying to remember exactly what team I had because I, I gave them all. No, I didn't give them nicknames because I was, uh, I was not into that. I was about. I was thinking later on, uh, in my second playthrough, I gave people nicknames. I think I re- I started with a Mudkip, not a Mudkip, a Trico. I think I ended with a Slacking. Uh, who else did I have? Gardevoir. I remember that those were, those are like the three. Oh, I used Groudon because why not? Uh, <laughs> cause I was, I was a little kid and I was like, oh, this legendary Pokemon that's supposed to be able to destroy anything. Yeah. Let's use that and destroy the elite four. Uh, that was that. I had an Altaria and I think I actually ended up rounding my team out with an Absol. So it was like, it was a pretty good team looking back at it. Um, that was, and then my second playthrough, that's when I discovered Salamance and was like, oh, Salamance is so cool. And I used him. Uh, but I digress. That was, uh, that's just, I have some really, really, really great memories with that game. So honorable mention number two of my top five games of all time is actually a game that some people really like and will be upset that it's not on my top uh, five list, but it has to be uh, Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 1, uh, <laughs> as somebody who grew up on Disney and all my greatest memories from my childhood are, I remember strictly from Disney World. My family used to take trips there all the time. Uh, it was probably this one of the best memories I have with my grandfather was the, was the last time we went there before he passed away to pancreatic cancer. Uh, just going on space mountain with him, meeting Mickey and goofy and all those people and just having a great time. 
And then so when my best friend at the time uh, in middle school was like, oh, yeah, come on over. I want to like you're a big Disney guy. I was a big, big Disney fan. I was like, of course. Yeah, yeah. And so I go over to his house and I uh, and he's like, here, I, I want you just to watch this opening. And it shows me like Sora and all this weird stuff with it. Then you get to the point of where you see Donald and Goofy for the first time. And I'm like, oh my god. This is Disney in a video game. Like, it blew my mind that Disney was able to be in, like, a game like that. And just just all the memories associated with uh, with meeting Leon and Yuffie and all th- all those people... Uh, is, I don't, I'm trying to. Remember, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts one in a long time. I was. Uh, I think Aerith was in there too, meaning Cloud. Like all these people that I never knew existed because I never played a Final Fantasy until a few years ago. Uh, Final Fantasy was one of those daunting big series that I I never hopped into. Um, but now I'm at a point where I was like, oh, I heard these games are good. Let's just uh, jump on in and and do that. So. Uh, but like meeting those characters and meeting their personalities and everything like that, meeting Sephiroth, trying to beat Sephiroth, uh, never could. Um, but like all those battles with Hades and Maleficent and Pete and just everything. No, I, I don't think Pete was in the, was he in the first one? I don't know. Um, but just all those amazing, amazing, amazing battles. Um, yeah, that game just just carries a lot of memories for me, uh, just in general. Uh, and my final honorable mention goes to something that you, if you look back on the channel or if you go to YouTube.com, uh, I don't know what the exact link is because I don't have I'm not <laughs> that big. Uh, but if you search Basin Boy in the the search bar, you'll see my channel. One of the uh, first games on on a series I tried to do. Uh, just because I was like, oh, let me edit. Let me try to get big on YouTube. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that didn't happen. Um, I just, uh, yeah. Um, but it's, it, it is it's Skyrim. Skyrim is a is a game that I actually got into later. When, when it first came out, it was, of course, like the biggest hit. I didn't play Oblivion, or I tried to play Oblivion. Let me correct that. I tried to play Oblivion, but I didn't ever get to the point of where I was like, oh, this is a cool game. And yeah, it just Skyrim was one of those games where I booted it up and I was like, oh, this game is really cool. Like it just seen the dragon and everything like that. Funny enough, uh, I have good memories with it, but I never beat the game until a few like two years ago. I finally sat down and said, I'm going to stream this and I'm going to beat it. And I, you see, I did. I, I beat the game. Um, and it was one of the coolest experiences of my life, like playing a game for the first time that I just ran around the world and decided to put people on fire and fight guards. And just because I could, I put like probably 30 hours in that game and didn't get past white run. Um, just because I thought it was so cool to run around and just not stab everything I saw, but like just to kind of be, kind of be involved with, with that world and just being able to kind of do anything like GTA. But of course I never played GTA until I was 17. Uh, no, I actually played it before then, but (laughs) whatever. Um, so here's the, the beginning of my top five games of all time list. I think these, uh, these games will speak for themselves, uh, because a lot of people have great memories with this, with these games and, 
Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> so number five is a game that people kind of slept on, I think. Uh, but I just, I remember getting this game and being in it being one of the hardest things to play at the time for me in like seventh, eighth grade. And I just, I remember going back and playing it actually a few years ago who my friend who still has a GameCube. Um, it is the game called Sonic DX. Um, it is with the the chaos person and just like the the weird orb thing with the, the green eyes and being able to run around and do stuff in that world. Like that was my first like it's it, I wouldn't say open world, but like it's just it was such a good game and it scratched all the itches at the time. That in Sonic Adventure uh, Two, I think. Um, were no maybe it was just that game i am i must be misremembering things but like i remember sitting on the phone with my best friend until two in the morning in eighth grade and like just sitting there talking we had like a three-hour phone call on on our house phones and everything like that we were just playing the game and we were talking about how much of a good time it was just, uh, I remember, like, getting to the point of seeing where that chaos thing just morphed forms and and did all this cool stuff that I've never seen. I was like, oh my, this is so cool. Like, legitimately, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, because games at that point for me weren't, weren't shooters. It wasn't all these other things. It was just playing games that i enjoyed playing and i think sonic dx uh, really really <laughs> helped shape the the sort of person i am today in terms of like loving not straightforward games but just games that like are I, like i can't describe it just because that game in, in itself is one of my is one of the best memories i have with gaming uh and i didn't even younger i didn't expect to go in and love that game as much as i did because i wasn't a huge sonic fan up until that point i um i think i played sonic adventure 2 and it was like okay whatever I think I think that's the game I'm thinking of, um, the one with Shadow and Sonic and all that sort of stuff, um, and that was that kind of was like okay, then I played that one and I was like okay okay, and then then it eventually led to be eventually down the road playing Sonic Heroes, which honorable should be should have been an honorable mention, but uh, Sonic Heroes was was a great game as well. But yeah, I just all the memories I had with it, the the jumping and the and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's a, yeah, it was it was a very spectacular game for me. Um, I'm just uh, I'm just sitting here thinking about like where where it was in my room and the small little TV that I played it on and everything like that. It was it was good times. So no surprise here. Number four is also a Nintendo game uh, because I have a lot of stuff associated with my childhood uh, that I, th I think are still very good games to play. Other nostalgia hits every time I play them. So number four is Super Mario Sunshine for the GameCube. That was another one that blew me away. Um, I remember getting that the Christmas it came out of the year that it came out uh, and like sitting down in my living room and my grandmother and grandfather, both sets of them came over and... Um, they were like, oh, what'd you, what'd you get? And I was like, oh, I got this cool Super Mario game. And 
I'm, I'm trying to remember if I got, got it with my GameCube. I don't think I did. Um, and I just, I took it out of the case and put it in the thing. And, and I just remember that opening scene of you getting off, getting off the ship and then meeting, uh, the other Mario for the first time and all and meeting, um, what's her face flood. I think that's what it's called. Um, and just being able to spray and do all that sort of cool stuff. And just, uh, <laughs> it was a completely different Mario game than I expected. Cause I, at that point, I would have been able. I would have played like the original Super Mario and all that sort of stuff because I had my Game Boy Advanced and I borrowed friends' Game Boy Colors, and so the original like Super Mario stuff was what I was used to. But I never played Super Mario RPG. I never played uh, Super Mario sixty four by that point, and so Super Mario Sunshine was the first. Once again, I I'm using this term loosely, open world Mario game that I that I played. And I remember spending countless hours at the one point when you have to go like clean off the uh, the star up above the uh, in the town in Delfino Plaza, and I cu- I couldn't figure out how to do it, and like, I kept getting stuck at parts and just becoming so frustrated with everything, but still loving every second of the game that I played, uh, just because it's. It- <laughs> Once again, it it blew my expectations away going into going into that game. Uh, I, I I don't know what else to say because it was just I remember fighting Petey Piranha and and meeting the Delphinians and Sh- Shadow Mario. I I'm trying to remember the exact name for him, but I I, I always called him Shadow Mario, and just just yeah all your battles with him, and then I had the the water area with all the squids. Like that was also great. It, just that game for me just transcended my love for gaming to an uh, an unimaginable extent. Because at that point, as I said, Ruby was the jumping off point, uh, but Super Mario Sunshine was the point of where my love for gaming exploded into. Oh, games aren't just like this turn based thing. Games aren't just this weird little uh things that you play every once in a while like you can actually sit down and play this and have a really good time no matter where you like how you're playing it or what you're doing as long as you're enjoying it and you're running around doing things that's all that really matters um and yeah yeah there's nothing there's nothing else i can really say about it um Besides the fact that there's just so many memories associated with that game uh, at the wintertime. And both my grandfathers, like, seeing my love for gaming, not really understanding what was going on, but, like, understanding that their uh, their grandchild was just really, really, really happy with what they, with, with their gift that they, that they got. And just smiling and trying to ask what's going on and me not having any idea and trying to explain it to them. But, yeah. So number three, we're jumping ahead a little bit um, to another generation. Uh, I don't. Maybe this was technically the same generation, but in my mind, it skipped to the next generation. Uh, number three is Halo Three. Now, I at that point, I played the first Halo. I kind of just jumped over Halo Two, even though that's most people's favorite game in the series. Um, that was just a game that I never got to play until the Master Chief Collection, um, because by that point, all the other Halo 2 stuff that I had was gone, and 
all the discs that I got to play Halo 2 weren't good. Like, I tried to borrow it from a friend once, and that just didn't work out the way that it was supposed to. And I kept trying to, I kept trying to find copies and I couldn't play it. But Halo 3 was one of the, one of the first games I got for the Xbox 360. I just think I got it when I got my Xbox 360. I think it was in, I don't know, it wasn't in a bundle, but it was like, I got that, I got Halo 3, Call of Duty 4 at the same time. I don't think I got any other games with it. I think it was just those two. Um, And I remember just sitting down, loading up the game, not knowing what's happening, and then seeing Arbiter and Chief, because I, I just remember from the first one about the Covenant and all that sort of stuff, and how they're bad guys, and now you see the bad guys working with the good guys, and you're like, what's going on? Because you completely jumped over, too. Uh, and just being able to play as that, and seeing the quote-unquote new graphics, and everything like that, it just, I the memories were there. Plus, uh, eventually when I got a little bit older, not too much older, I started finding friends uh, that played Halo. We played custom games. I remember, like, Get Down, Mr. President, or um, the White House one, where, like, someone was the assassin and, and that sort of stuff, and it was, like, really, really cool. Uh, what other game? Like, all the driving different games that we had and all the Slayer matches that we had and everything like that. That was, I think that was the peak of my, like, not social life, but like the peak of my, my like online gaming experience life, just because everyone in that game wanted to be playing that game. And it wasn't like people were like, well, it's like call of duty. So we got to grind dudes. I mean, I'm assuming there was people like that, but everyone was there because like, Oh, we can play custom games. Oh, we can just go matchmake and play some rounds of like team rumble or slayer or something like that. And it just really never affected, uh, anything besides yourselves and the and the people that you played with and i just thought that was really 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 neat um and yeah i owe a lot to halo 3 in terms of making long lasting friendships um because some of the some of the people i met on halo 3 and through friends have become like friends that i still talk to today and uh yeah so halo 3 i definitely owe a lot to and it's definitely one of my top games of all time Coming in at number two. Number two, this is a completely different game than all the other ones I mentioned. My list is very, very, very unique. Um, number two isn't a single player game. It's not, it's a multiplayer game, but it's not a multiplayer game like Halo. Number two is League of Legends. So, one of the things that I got into when I was in high school or eighth grade into high school was I was uh, on Twitch or Justin TV at the time. No, I think it was Twitch at that point. And this league popped up and I was like, what is the, what is this professional esports? What is this? And it was the first season of the LCS. It was season three. And I was, I was sitting there and I was watching. I was like, what is this game? And I remember the first game I watched was TSM versus, uh, not Coastal Carolina. What was the GGU? Uh, for Good Game University. Um, I think that's what it, who it was. Uh, they became Team Coast. But I, I was I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, this TSM team is like really good. Like I remember Odd One and all that, and like Chaos and X Special and. 
at the, at the time, it was like really, really, really cool to watch. And so that eventually made me go download the game. And I was like, let me figure out this. And of course, I had friends at school that were playing League of Legends at the time. Uh, unbeknownst until I walked in one day. I was like, hey, I'm playing this new game called League of Legends. They were like, you're playing League? I play League. And uh, through all that sort of stuff. Uh, one of my first days was I... I actually bought my first champion, which was, I was saving up. I was like, I'm going to get this champion and I'm going to play him real well. Um, and I remember buying Nocturne, uh, who is like this weird shadowy ghost figure thing. And it was really, really cool to be able to play him and like press R and like the whole map goes dark and you're able to like jump at him. And I was like, oh, I'm a Nocturne only player. And that, that didn't end up happening. Um, but... Yeah, League has been something that's just been a constant in my life, and it's it has its ups and its downs in terms of not just gameplay, but also, like, if I find myself getting toxic uh, in my social life, not just in gaming or in that game, I know it's because of League, because League is very competitive for me, and I just, I get frustrated when I, when I don't play well, because I'm like, I know I can do better, I'm just having a bad game, and that sort of stuff like that, um, so... It's one of the things where, like, I, every once in a while I have to be like, all right, I have to put League down, um, and, I, and I'll uninstall it for a little bit. But I always come back to it eventually when I'm in a better frame of mind from that point. Um, but, yeah, so League has been is one of the top games for a reason. Uh, as I said, f the social aspect of League uh, was one of the things that got me into it. And just the constant feedback loop of being able to go into a game and play the game real uh, and playing it for however many years at this point realizing like oh i did this wrong i did this wrong i did this wrong all right let me go back into the next game and do it again and like try to figure out a way to do it again and some games you succeed some games you don't sometimes you pick champions that you don't even know because you just are like oh, i want to try and play this guy uh, this guy or girl and like you just run and go do it um sometimes you run it down but Sometimes you don't, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's one of the things that, that really helped me, especially now as a teacher, um, self-reflect on a lot of different things. Uh, before there was the actual in-game system, I was, would record my games on fraps. If you remember what fraps was, <laughs> uh, and then I would go back and rewatch my games and be like, Oh, what did I do wrong here? Oh, I didn't, I didn't ward here and I couldn't. I couldn't get vision seeing the jungler come and that cost me to lose my gank and that sort of stuff. And all that sort of sort of stuff really helped frame my reflective personality and just looking back on things and making sure like, uh, could I have done this better? Yeah, I probably could have done this better. And uh, just going from there and just seeing things as a whole. But yeah, that's, that's going to end it with league there, I think. And uh, I think it's time to move on to number one. So number one, number one is, is a sequel, actually, to a game, and uh, this game, I, I still go back to it, uh, the remastered version of it, the original version of it, you, you name it, I just go back to it, and I love it every single time I play it, because it just has such a deep emotional connection to me. Especially the the opening song has such a deep emotional connection to me, just because I seeing seeing these characters again, and just being able to experience like the feeling that came behind it, 
and just it, the story was so good. It 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 took leaps and bounds from the first one to the second one, and I once again I just can't I can't thank this game enough for being like the thing that got me into the PlayStation ecosystem actually, um, because at the at that point I just had a Xbox 360. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to guess I'm never going to get to play this game. And I eventually, uh, my friend was giving away his PS2 and I took it and was able to actually play this game on it. Um, if you couldn't tell, this game is Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 is hands down my number one game of all time. Just because the way that it, it built on the first one, from a critical standpoint at least, it built on from the first one, uh, it had such a moving story uh, in terms of like the growth of the characters. And as somebody at the time who was like going, th not going through things, but like hitting puberty and doing all that sort of stuff and seeing Sora grow uh, from the first one and, and just this constant, like trying to figure out what's going on in this world and Maleficent and Roxas and all these other things that are happening. Just like it, it really intrigued me and I was so excited to actually get my own PS2 to be able to play it. Um, and I remember beating the final boss in that game and just kind of just like sitting down and sitting. Oh, well, I was already sitting, but watching the credits roll at the end of that game and just just in awe of just what I just witnessed. And I'm like, I'm not tearing up here thinking about it, but I'm just it's it's had such an emotional impact on me. And I was like. I'm ready for the third one to drop. And little did young Josh know that that third one that would drop would not be the third one that I wanted. Uh, I have my own problems with Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, and I'm assuming a lot of people do as well. Um, but and yeah, but 2 in itself is one of the games that no matter who I walk into or talk to in my life, all my ex-girlfriends, I, I, I always said like, hey... Like, they're like, oh, you play games? I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I want to try and play one. Well, which one do I play? I always hand them Kingdom Hearts. I know that might not be the best example of playing a game, but I'm always like, this is the game that really opened my eyes to, like, storytelling in video games and just my favorite game of all time. And so sitting down there, sit, having them sit down there and slowly unfold what's happening to Roxas and who Roxas actually is and me just kind of sitting there guiding them along making sure that that they're going through it even my friends at the same time too like seeing them experience that game for the first time some of them are like ah whatever and then they, just, they don't touch the game it's not for them I'm like okay but the friends who do stick with it and play the whole thing it's they're like wow I'm like yeah yeah like, yeah wow <laughs> that's definitely definitely a big thing um there but yeah it just the idea of playing Sora and Riku I don't think you played as Riku in the first the second one until the final mix version but like Xemnas figuring out who he was and Xehanort and because we knew we learned about Ansem at the end of the first game and just all these tiny different things that were happening it just blew my mind and it, all the personalities in that game, the voice acting was great. Yeah, I I couldn't recommend recommend that game enough to anybody. Even if you're not a Disney fan, I would absolutely recommend you picking up that game and playing it because 
yeah, as, as I said, I just have so many good memories associated with it and uh, everything like that. So that about wraps it up here for the first episode. I know it's going to be running about 30-ish minutes, and it's on the shorter side of a podcast, I guess. I'm not sitting here talking for um, two hours about my favorite games of all time, because that's not what this is. <laughs> so uh, the the idea for this podcast is that it's going to be released every Sunday, and uh, probably about noon-ish, maybe a little bit. It'll be released on the weekend about noon, either day, uh, depending on when I can sit down and record it, because once again, life is forever changing, um, but it should be, it, it'll be about video games, games I'm playing, games I want to play, looking forward to the future, looking back, top five games of this thing, top five games of that thing, I just want to talk about games, <laughs> that's about it, that's all I really want to do, um, and so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, if you're interested in following me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Basin Boy. Uh, you'll be able to find this podcast on YouTube and I think SoundCloud. Hopefully by the time that this is, uh, this is up, you'll be able to find it on SoundCloud. I'm working on, uh, getting this on Apple, uh, Apple podcast, uh, um, at, at this time, but yeah, just trying to figure out all these tiny little things. I just thought I would shoot this one up as a test episode and see how it does, how people react to it. Let me, let me know your comments down below, uh, what down below or just shoot it to me on Twitter, I guess. I don't know. Um, once again, I'm getting used to this whole, whole podcast thing. This is just a pilot episode. So we might, we might stick with it. We might not. So just let me know. Let me know what you're thinking down below. Uh, so this has been games games and more games with your host Josh. Hope you have a fantastic day. Stay frosty my friends.